All right. After more technical difficulties, we return to Ned James. I'm sorry about that. Um, I didn't hear part of the question, but my my question to you, I didn't hear part of your answer, but my question to you was, had you ever seen a punt coverage that bad in that game? And then that Frank Mercagliano, the UNM SID, had said the average starting position like halfway through the second quarter for UNLV was um, at the UNM 32. But I throw that question back to you. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, something that you don't see too often. I've seen worse stuff. I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff in this game of football over the years that I've been involved in it. So, but, uh, you know, that's that's something that, you know, you you really have to uh, be concerned about now that you don't have a coordinator, per se, on special teams. But, uh, you know, that's something that they're going to have to, you know, figure out. You know, they're down a coach. I mean, more importantly, I think they're down one full-time coach now. So, uh, you know, with three games to go, I mean, you want all hands on deck because you need these three games to get bowl eligible. So, and, you know, the coach is optimistic and you should be, and you don't want players to not feel, you know, that they have a chance, uh, but we'll see. I mean, you, you preach it all the time, the special teams, you, we've just talked about it literally with these questions, but, and you're a quarterback. So I'm sure when you had, when you had good field position, I'm sure your eyes lit up, but for a defense, how hard is it to continuously play with poor field position? Well, I don't know. Say that again. I, I kind of went. You kind of went in and out on me. At the end. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Can you hear me good now? Can you hear me well? Uh, okay, we've got we've got a bad connection because you're kind of going in and out. Technical difficulties are lovely. Um, what I was saying is that you are, you, you know, you're a quarterback. When you got field position like that, with in regards to special teams, did you know? You're, I'm sure your eyes lit up. But from a defensive standpoint, how hard is it to play pos- possession after possession on such poor, you know, for, poor field position? Does that question make sense? Well, well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's tough. You know, when you're, you know, in the red zone or you, you know, you're down there defending your goal. Uh, on defense, but that's what you get paid to do, man. You got to stop them, you know. So it's, you know, you stopped it for a field goal one time, I think, and then the, the other time they got in. And, and but you know, you just have to, you know, you know, play play st- strong defense as a quarterback. It doesn't really matter. I mean, sure, you'd like to be in a position where you can score score the ball, but you you've got to be efficient as well. Um, our offense has been efficient. Uh, it's just that you know, once the game gets gets you know away from you like that, it's just hard you know, for morale, for the guys to kind of see the optimism once the game is that far out of reach. Um, so, uh, but you still have to play. You have to go out and execute. And, and that's something that we've got to get better at. Uh, there was breaking news uh, recently over the weekend that uh, the top receiver for Boise State, Eric McAllister, was transferring from Boise State. He was off the team, I think, as of Monday night. Um, Boise State head coach Andy Avalos said it's not, <laughs> quote, it's not right for college football news. For college football, that's uh, actual – that's a quote and a headline from Bronco Nation News. Um, I had heard rumblings that one of the running backs might transfer, but they have two They have two very good running back tandems in George Halani and Ashton Genty. What do you know about these running backs and how hard would it be for, for UNM to stop them? Those are two really good running backs. Uh, I, Gentry's been out the last week, so he has he didn't play last week. So I don't know if he's one of those running backs that's thinking about leaving or or what it is. But the welcome to uh, the new reality in college athletics. These coaches can feign ignorance all they want, but they're all doing it themselves. You know, you've got Power Five schools. I talked to a good buddy of mine who's a who's a NFL scout, who's a national scout. Uh, he's going to come down and visit this us down here. 
And he's telling me, hey, now you need to tell these kids they need to stay in school. He says, because number one, if you're good enough, we're going to find you. If you're not in the first round, you need to stay in college. He says, number two, he says, the Power Five schools, they're using you guys, Ned, as recruiters. They're not recruiting high schools anymore. They're recruiting off of a group of five rosters. And so it, it's just the reality of free agency in this real world. Um, you can feign ignorance. You can feign distaste. You can feign whatever. But it's going to cost you for that good quarterback. It's going to cost you for that good pass rusher or that good running back, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it's just uh, understanding that uh, those are them, them's be the rules now, as they say, and you have to go by what the rules are. And, uh, you know, uh, guys, were, I, I heard a couple guys at practice, you know, complaining about, but then they agreed with me at the end about the fact that McAllister was leaving. And I said, well, you know, if they played him probably $40,000 a game, I bet he wouldn't leave. And the kids all paused and said, you know what, you're probably right. I said, so he doesn't necessarily have to leave. You know, uh, Boise come off of some of that money and uh, maybe he wouldn't leave. But that's the way the game is is now. You know, somebody got to him, an agent probably got to him. He's probably got, you know, probably got his mother's down payment on his mother's house. He's probably got her out of the projects or something. Who knows? But I'm just saying. There's a cost now to have these great players. And McAllister's a great player. And he probably understands his value. And, uh, you know, and that's just the way it is. And, and people can pretend that it doesn't happen that way or it's not like that. But did Andy Avalos say he's going to take a pay cut? Did he say, hey, I'm going to give him part of my side? No, he just said that the way it's going now, he just approves of it because the young man's leaving. Because the young man probably asked for a, a a pay raise or something. I don't know. Nobody knows. So it's just one of those things. It's the business of sport. And a lot of people, it's an ugly, you know, thing that people don't like to talk about, but that's probably what it was. You know, it's uh, <clears throat> funny that you mentioned George Allen, Ned, where you, uh, you know, at Long Beach state, I'm a big time Cowboys fan, right? Since 70. And uh, uh, he was coaching at Washington, hated Dallas, made no bones about it. Hated him. Couldn't stand him. Whenever he beat him, he let him know. Uh, George Allen was quite a figure, and actually, Long Beach State they gave him a Gatorade shower or bath after the game, and he caught pneumonia and died. You know, so that was his last stop in Long Beach State. But you must have learned quite a bit from uh, the the guy who uh, coached the Los Angeles Rams, Washington Redskins. That guy uh, knew his football. At one time in the Los Angeles Rams camp in the '60s, they all sat down and protest because he wouldn't uh, let them go out. His curfew was real strict. They sat down and they weren't going to move, and he finally said, "Okay." I'll give you an hour extra. It's kind of George Allen, quite a figure. I'm sure you learned a lot there. Ned, uh, Dylan Hopkins still played well this was, despite the team being down. We've asked you this the last three weeks. I know your answer is probably going to be the same. Uh, you know, it's a blowout again last week. Do you still, if it's a blowout again this week, do you still think uh, New Mexico sticks with him at quarterback? Yeah, I do. I mean, Dylan Hopkins came here as a graduate transfer uh, to win games and to play. Uh, and I think, you know, in all honesty and all, you know, fairness, uh, he should play. Now, the other kid, Devin Napier, is really playing well. I mean, they brought another kid in, transferred from Appalachian State, uh, uh, Tapscott. And, uh, you know, he was supposed to be the backup. But this freshman kid's come in, and there's a lot to him. And so I think that's where the energy is coming from, from the fan base. Yeah, well, you know, this kid's getting ready to leave, you know. Can we just get this kid ready for next year? But this kid was ready, you know, probably when he came out of the cradle. I mean, <laughs> Devin Napier is ready to play. Uh, there's no bones about it. But I don't think that uh, 
you know, the offense, uh, the way it's running right now, uh, I think they're doing a, a really good job by keeping uh, uh, Dylan Hopkins in there. And uh, I don't think, you know, they should, you know, make the move to the freshman. He's getting enough. Uh, he's getting enough play. Um, and uh, I think, you know, next year is next year. And you don't worry about that until next year gets here. Um, and so I, I, right now, I think they, they're in a position where they need to win some games. I mean, Danny may eventually make the decision to, you know, to maybe sit uh, 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 Dylan Hopkins. But uh, at this time, I don't think it's necessarily uh, important that he does that. Uh, I think, you know, Devin Dampier is getting enough. And uh, he's, a, he's a young player. And, you know, those guys need time to develop anyway. And there's some things he can learn from, from watching. And, you know, I think he's always been ready to play. And he got, he got to play a lot. You know, he got a lot of he gets a lot of practice time too with the ones. So, uh, you know, Dylan kind of knows, you know, the offense uh, well. So, I think it's good and important that uh, they find out what uh, Devin Dampier does well within this system. Uh, and that's the question. I mean, do you do you uh, shape the system around the quarterback, or does the quarterback have to adjust to the system? Because I think Dylan Hopkins is better at working the system. Than Devin Dampier is, but do you have to change the way you call offense uh, to uh, adjust to a, a pretty good player at Devin Dampier next year? That's a very good question, uh, and one that, as you mentioned, will be answered when the season's over, and it'll be a while before uh, you know. There's a lot of questions going into the off season; it's not there yet. Uh, Ned, this isn't the strong Boise team of years past. What does UNM have to do to get a, a win at a place? They haven't won since 2015. I still remember that game. My son almost had a heart attack here at the last play of the game when Boise State almost scored. They stop him on the about the five-yard line. But what does uh, UNM have to do to get a win there? Well, you know, they got to take advantage of the opportunities. I mean, like you, like I've always said, you know, offense sells tickets, defense wins games, special teams wins championships. They've got to be sound on special teams and on defense. Uh you know, there's a little bit of an advantage with these guys jumping in the portal. They've probably got three starters that are probably possibly not playing this game with uh, uh, Gentry, the running backs, probably not going to play. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, McAllister jumping in the portal and their top defensive player, middle linebacker, Marco, not arena or something of that nature uh, uh, is, is, is out. He was out last game. He's probably going to be out this game. He's their top defensive player and so there's opportunities there now they're still pretty good defensively uh and you're playing them up there you're playing them on the blue turf it's going to be the first time some of these guys have ever seen blue turf and so it's going to be an interesting you know test it's always tough to play up at boise um i mean emotionally they're going to be a little broke down with one of their top players deciding that he doesn't want to be a part of their team anymore in boise and so you have an opportunity but this is a strong boise team they're not you know, even though their record is not real good, they're they're pretty strong. But you have a chance because they've got three of their best players out. So here's an opportunity, and uh, let's see what we do with that opportunity. There's an opportunity every week, as you mentioned. It's not the same team, but they're still Boise State, right? And you're right. You make a lot of good points there. You know, one of the things that we've heard Coach Gonzalez say is he feels, every, you know, every week uh, New Mexico is close to flipping it over. He said it again last week against uh, – after they lost to UNLV, there's talent there. I don't think we said this. You've said it too. There's talent there. Uh, do you share the same sentiments that Coach Gonzalez does about they're close? You know, one week it seems like the offense plays well, then the defense doesn't. And I, I heard your pregame uh, thing, uh, uh, talk with JJ Buck about special teams, and we uh, Ryan mentioned you're spot on. 
Do you think they're close to flipping this thing over? Are they that far off? People, I think, want to know that. Well, I, I don't. Oh, I don't think it's far off. I don't think by any stretch it's far off. Uh, sure, they. You know, I do going into the season defensively. You know, you use, lose Rocky Long. I mean, that's 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 a stellar defensive coordinator. So, I mean, you, you know, it's, you're going to take a step back just from him not being here now. Uh, Danny, you know, he knows the system, and yeah, it's a system, but it's still the person who's calling it. And Danny's, you know, he's he's trying to be the CEO. He's got to be the head coach. And and when you're the head coach, you're you're the head coach of the offense. You're the head coach of the defense, and you're the head coach of the special team. It all comes back to you. It's not, you know, the special teams coordinator's fault or the offensive coordinator's fault or even the defensive coordinator's fault for that matter. It all comes back to the head coach. And so, you know, he's just got to he, he's got to keep that mindset of you know it's going to be flipped because you've got to get the players the fans the coaches and the university uh interested and you have to keep them uh believing that you have this program where it needs to be and where it's going to go in the future you you've got the best interest in mind and so i think daddy does uh but we have to see results and, and that's what we haven't seen and that's why i think a lot of people are concerned you know what? You always say this. You, you know, when uh, New Mexico wins, the community feels good. Everybody is happy. And when they don't, they don't. And so, yes, that's why people are a little bit, hey, uh, we, we've heard this, uh, the same thing uh, for a long time. We, you know, we've got the swing in our hand where we feel like we're better. We just haven't seen it consistently. And maybe down the line, Coach Gonzalez has uh, got hope that uh, they're going to flip it over. People want to see that. If UNM does lose to Boise State, it's the seventh loss of the year. And the bowl guarantee is officially dead. Now, how does UNM reconcile the last two weeks? They've still got two games to play. If they lose, if not, they're still alive for that bowl guarantee. We can't forget that Coach Gonzalez said that he did. So if they do lose, though, uh, the last two weeks of the season, uh, how do you reconcile that? I, you know, In the locker room, you've been there. We ask you that because you mentioned you coached in the pros. Yeah. We, we get that. So how do you reconcile those last two weeks? It's tough, man. You, It's tough for morale. It's tough for – you know, guys coming out to practice, it's, you know, guys are looking, you know, towards their future and all those kinds of things. And, you know, you're thinking about, we got to get better somehow, you know, whether it's coaching, whether it's the custodian, whether it's whoever, you know, you've got to find a way to get better. And um, it's just really tough if this game doesn't go the way you want it to. And you got to come back in next week and you got to motivate these guys these last two weeks to show some sense of pride. And you got your final game at home. And so those are things that, you know, always, you know, you always want to be optimistic. You always want to, you know, be concerned about how the future is going to be for this program. And that, those are things that the, you know, the whole community is going to address once the season's over with. I mean, you're going to have to address the issues, the glaring issues, and it's going to be bundled into the previous seasons as well. So we'll see. I think it's um, it's something that uh, I think uh, we'll have to wait and see because, you know, we still haven't played this game. So. Once we get past this game, then we'll we'll have to address, uh, you know, moving forward what the what the future holds for this for this football team. He is a former quarterback for the UNM football team, and now he's a football analyst for the Lobo Radio Network. Can't talk today uh, with JJ Buck. You can catch him pregame, halftime, postgame on seven seventy KKOB or what ninety six three. His name's Ned James. It's my favorite part of the week. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, I will be there in person Saturday, so you might be getting a few text messages from me, but every week, man, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Um, 
I enjoy talking to you every week. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good show. Yeah, always a pleasure, brother. Talk to you soon, man. Yeah. See you, Ed. All right. Get a chance to see Ehrlicher, the linebacker, who they say has the potential to be the best defensive player they've ever had in New Mexico. Looking down the middle, throwing into coverage, and it's picked off by New Mexico. The no, 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 but Christian Washington says yes, yes, yes. Christian Washington. I don't need to take a knee. I want six. Touchdown, New Mexico. And Kendrick back through the air where he struggled. That time right on the money. Jordan Porter. How about that for New Mexico? Where's that been all night? Jordan, 81 yards on the ground today, takes the final knee. <laughs> I saw Richard McCorley, our player of the game, take quite the backflip in the air. <laughs> and for New Mexico, their second bowl win since the early 60s. And Bob Davey thrown up on the shoulders of the Lobos after a 23-20 win for New Mexico.